0: Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The
1: Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show live and on demand right here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, a returning Todd Erzin, who clearly after finding out yesterday that Jill Savage was in your sheet, was in your seat, thought I'm going to have to cut that vacation day a little short. Get back here. I don't want to get Wally Pipped out of that chair, right? Because I will tell you, I have no idea how many single men in their 20s watch this show. But I think I heard from all of them in the last 24 hours, Todd, who told me, You're great and all, but
0: Yeah, that's uh, sounds we that we nice we, we
1: would prefer Jill.
0: I I on Twitter I saw I, I was kind of detached because I was driving, but I saw a little bit, and a lot of it was you're great and all, but but you ain't her, right? Yeah.
1: We were both that age once. We remember the raging hormones. Uh, we're not judging. We get it. Both of us get it. We understand. Uh, yesterday, I had a chance to, uh, to speak to a, 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 a massive, raucous crowd of activist patriots here in Iowa in a barn. It, it is Iowa. Okay? It is Iowa. It's on after the nose. All, Pretty yes, on the nose. It is, but it's also a very air-conditioned barn, and it was very nice. But it was a packed crowd of people and, I mean, a ton of questions. You would have liked a lot of the questions I received. Good. Because they were uh, questions that were uh, very... Um, applicable how do we do this how can i do this how can i do this with my public library how can i do this on my school board how do I get on a school board so they have uh, their
0: own target they're not just asking correct point me they want to yes. do something just help equip me they, That's were, nice. they
1: were very specific questions good. one of the few school boards that the good guys took over here you know we had all these school boards around the country that the good guys took over we did not see a lot of that actually in our home state of Iowa this last September. And my theory is because we have been so successful with all other forms of activism that maybe a lot of people just kind of were spent or comfortable that they had made enough gains and didn't want to add another thing on the list. But one of the, one of the places where the good guys did take over the school board, one of those school board members was there yesterday. So I got a chance to, to meet him. Um, funny story, uh, he looked at me in the middle of a point and he goes, dude, you're right. Those are really nice glasses. (laughs) He did. So that seems like an awkward segue. You are correct. I'll tell you for a minute about our friends over at Better Spectacles. If you agree with this local school board member that indeed these are really nice glasses, get a pair just like them, or maybe even nicer from our friends over at Better Spectacles, where you can get the handcrafted German engineered, imported Rodenstock frames that I'm wearing right now. And they, for an introductory offer, they give you those frames for free. They're available for mass distribution in the U.S. right now for the first time. You can get those for free plus 61% off their ghost spec lenses uh, when you go to betterspectacles.com/steve. That's betterspectacles.com/steve. They'll help you with some of the best trained opticians in the country at betterspectacles.com/steve. The two biggest applause notes that I received last night are when I absolutely trashed the Republican Party establishment. Nice. And used my, you know, it's 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 somewhat tongue-in-cheek, just not as much as I would like, line uh, that the only party that hates you more than the Democrats are the Republicans. That got a lot of applause. The other is when, for a brief period, we got into Ron DeSantis and his record in Florida. And then what that, what we would, what we have been told our entire lives on the right is overly radical and not achievable or realistic and not pragmatic record, how it it has actually politically been a boon to Republicans across the state where there's been a nearly 400,000 swing in registered Republic from Democrats to Republicans in a, in that state in his one term so far that still has a year left to go. Okay. Uh, so, or half a year left to go. I, I mean, I, I've never seen anything like that. That's the the greatest singular political success story in that amount of time I've ever seen. And looking at that crowd, and this is a very very pro Trump crowd too, um, you know, you start thinking about maybe what we, we we might be talking about a year from now, what might be going on in our state a year from now, right? That's one of the things we'll talk about here in a moment because I see that it's in the rundown for Aaron's montage, so I want to address some of those points. We'll get to that here in just a few minutes. At the bottom of this hour in interview, I thought a few years ago I was frankly too spooked to have, but it turns out uh, I I wasn't spooked enough just in the other direction. So uh, the Kurt Schlichtering of America, as I used to dread it on this show back in 2017, 2018, um, it's complete because kurt schlichter will join us to talk about his new book the fall and rise of america that's coming up here uh, at the bottom of this hour next hour for fake news or not so pardon me um i nearly talked my voice out last night so i i tried to rest it as best i could this morning this is the first time i've stressed it since last night so it, it may take a little while to warm up um last week we did for the first time a series of tropes within our own industry and just do a self-assessment. Are these fake news or not, right? So this week, I'm going next level. I have a list of things that I believe are currently true. These are my beliefs. These are my tropes. And I'm going to let you guys, fake news or not, me, all right? When we get to next hour of the show. And then for Pop Culture Tuesday, after watching Thor Love and Thunder, I think the question must be asked. Is the MCU dead? Is it irredeemably broken? Or is it just broken? We will get into that coming up later in the show. But let us begin, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
2: What happened while we were away, brought to you by Recession Is As Recession Does. Late last week, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics dropped their June jobs report. And despite the top-line number of jobs created growing... The deeper numbers are very troubling. The BLS report shows nearly 5 million more Americans are not in the labor force today than pre-pandemic. Employment is still down 750,000 jobs from pre-pandemic, despite the working age population rising by 4 million in the last couple of years. And the youth workforce participation rate is down two points. Associated Press tweets, the average U.S. price of regular-grade gasoline plunged 19 cents over the last two weeks to $4.86 per gallon. In other news, a New York Times-Siena poll of the 2024 Republican primary shows Donald Trump leading the pack at 49 percent, followed by Ron DeSantis at 25 percent. Ted Cruz, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, and Mike Pompeo don't crack double digits. Jill Biden spoke to a group of latinx 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 Latinxes, latinx, 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 latinx this gringo woman spoke to a bunch of hispanics in san antonio yesterday
1: raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community as distinct as the bogadas of the bronx as beautiful as the blossoms of miami and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio.
2: Come a lot, Liddy Gook update. Pound says to bartender,
0: how House- can I tell? Everybody tell. Everybody tell. Whoops
1: on clip. When you look back, did Democrats fail past Democratic presidents, congressional leaders to not codify Roe v. Wade over the past five decades?
2: I think that to be very honest with you I I do believe that we should have rightly believed but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled certain issues are just settled You've probably heard in recent weeks the story of the Ohio 10 year old girl who was raped and was unable to execute her baby because of Ohio's heartbeat law, which went fully into effect after Roe v. Wade was overturned. The story was propagated by news outlets and politicians like Gavin Newsom, and the story originated with this woman, Dr. Caitlin Bernard, a professional baby killer from Indiana, who told the story on MSNBC. After a quick look into Bernard's background by PJ Media and other outlets, it was revealed she. She has on multiple occasions failed to report underage baby killing to the health department in Indiana as required by law. Last night, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost commented on the viral story of the 10 year old Ohio girl. We have regular contact with prosecutors and local police and sheriffs, not a whisper anywhere. Something maybe even more telling, Jesse, is my office runs the state crime lab. Any case like this, you're going to have a rape kit, you're going to have biological evidence, and you would be looking for DNA uh, analysis, which we do most of the DNA analysis in Ohio. There is no case request for analysis that looks anything like this. So, yeah, it's all made up. Aaron's razor update. It's just demonic, bro. This is from TikTok. For those of you listening, what we're watching is a woman with tattoos depicting satanic imagery, watching and laughing at an animated video of faceless beings smashing babies. Totally normal behavior. Here's Meghan Markle's new woman power necklace she's marketing to support baby killing. For those of you listening, well, you just got to see this one. New York City has started running this PSA on some television stations. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. That goes on for another minute and a half. Yikes. Also in New York, the Today Show tweets, as coronavirus cases surge, driven by the BA5 variant, New York City officials are encouraging residents and visitors to wear high-quality face masks indoors. Unjabbed tennis star Novak Djokovic captured his seventh Wimbledon title over the weekend. Next up is the American Open, but he'll likely be barred from entry into the United States due to our rules regarding vaccine status for international travelers. Back in February, Djokovic discussed being barred from entering Australia for a tournament there. I understand that not being vaccinated today, I, you know, I'm unable to travel to most of the tournaments at the moment. And that's the price you're willing to pay? Uh, that, that is the price that I'm yeah. willing to pay. Ultimately, are you prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically? Because you feel so strongly about this jab? Yes. I do. But as things stand, if this means that you miss the French Open, is that a price you'd be willing to pay? Yes, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. And if it means that you miss Wimbledon this year, again, that's a price you're willing to pay? Yes. Why, Novak? Why? Why? You- because the principles of uh, decision making on my body uh, are more important than any title or anything else. In Iowa, Unity Point Health, one of the two largest hospital systems in the state, recently sent out new guidance for how health care providers should refer to their patients. The new speak says instead of referring to wife, husband, girlfriend, or boyfriend, providers should say spouse, significant other, or partner. Instead of mom or dad, say parents, guardians, or caregivers. Instead of son or daughter, say children. Instead of ladies, gentlemen, guys, or gals, say everyone, people, colleague, team, and on and on it goes. And finally, a final word from Kamala Harris.
0: I'm Kamala, okay, Harris. And when life hands you lemons, you, oh, What is wrong with that lemon? (laughs) You can't make lemonade with that. (laughs) And that is a metaphor, okay? It's hot.
1: And that's what happened (laughs) while we were away. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, um. What you see in that, uh, in that uh, video, um, is it, uh, remind me his name, Novak Djokovic, yes. correct? Yep. What you see in the Djokovic video there, because I am the ugly American, and so I only have a tendency to pay a lot of attention to tennis when Americans are doing really well, or when Nadal and Federer are playing. Okay. So um, what, what you are looking at in that video where a um, a being with a certain chromosomal um, uh, pairing and the possession of uh, certain, um, usually regarded as male identifying equipment, uh, looks in the eyes of someone who would challenge him <clears throat> and refuses to back down. And says there are things in this world more important than your approval and your applause, and I'm willing to pay the price for them. Um, I I just want to make sure we make a note. Uh, this is an important notation here. Okay, uh, what you're looking at there. Write this down. Um, is a man. Now, I know you have been reliably ensured that such beings no longer grace this third rock from the sun, particularly here in the Western Hemisphere. And I'll I'll be honest myself, I had frankly come to the conclusion that that might even be true. That there were better odds of mating with Bigfoot than finding one of these. But lo and behold, we can confirm that while it is an endangered species still, and it is scarce and becoming scarcer, it is not yet extinct. So for those of you that were wondering, particularly if you are a young uh, biological identifying male in your teenage years, or if you're a single woman anywhere from, say, 25 to 50. And you were wondering, I, I mean, I had read in history books of such things. There were tales of old that regaled me as a little princess growing up. That such men that would swim the alligator-infested moat for my hand actually existed. Was it all, was it all a fantasy? Such beings never really existed. They were like the Nephilim. What are they? Well. We found one. We found one. And. And we also found apparently the one thing you can legitimately now blame the, vac- the unvaccinated for. <laughs> Winning the most prestigious tennis tournament in the world. Men do, although not many, do still exist. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. If you are concerned that that uh, biological identifying and looking male in your home may end up being programmed by his school district to get castrated and become something amorphous, and unrecognizable, and then end up on TikTok. Uh, You can maybe go a long way to preventing that from happening by putting them with our friends at Freedom Project Academy, where they will learn how to think, not what to think, and mastery of subject matter that actually matters, and not spirit of the age propaganda. If you'd like to get a free information packet now, while seats are limited because the school year is nigh, Uh, Go to freedomforschool.com, F-O-R, freedomforschool.com. I've seen how these guys roll. My own son Noah was enrolled here for a couple of years. I I fought alongside Dr. Duke Pesta and the team that founded this academy in the battle against Common Core uh, back in the day. So go to freedomforschool.com. I recommend you check them out. freedomforschool.com. All right, let us get to the montage. And... One of the things that I want to, that I've always tried to do here on our show is make you a smarter consumer of information, to understand how to read information, read data. Because remember, even though I've had a lot of access, more than frankly, a lot of my peers that have a lot bigger audiences because of where I live, that's why, Um, I just happen to live in Iowa and they don't. So that's why I got this access and they didn't. Because if it was based on your market reach or the size of your platform, they would have gotten the access and not me. I just happen to be here living in the epicenter known as Iowa. So I've had a lot more access to the inside of politics than a lot of the other people that you are accustomed to watching or listening here on formats like Blaze TV. And over the years, because I, I didn't, you know, go to some elite school or I didn't come up through some connected GOP consultant group or anything of that nature... I mean, I I learned this street level, straight up street level from the people at you know at places like Gun Owners from America, for America, um, uh, Right to Work. You know, the, the, the who are basically the true believing wing of the Ron Paul movement. They they taught me how to do how to street fight activism politics. I learned it from them, and then I learned other lessons along the way that kind of added to that knowledge. and And I've always wanted to pass it on to you because i think that even a lot of the platforms without naming any names fox news that you guys watch a lot don't want don't want to share this knowledge with you they are political gnostics they they want you to believe there is some secret knowledge formula of what it takes to win and be successful in this arena called politics and that um you couldn't possibly handle it so just follow them they'll They'll take it from here. They're the adults in the room and they're always wrong or they're lying. Like they were wrong and lied to you for over 10 years that the way to the Hispanic vote's heart was to just have open borders and allow every human trafficker alive into your country and call them a dreamer. And now, lo and behold, that is the exact, doing that is the exact reason why Democrats are looking at the sort of generational sea change with Hispanic voters that Republicans were forced to face with black voters in the sixties, where at the very least the coming election will be a massive desertion outlier of Hispanics from Democrats. And then it remains to be seen what Republicans can do from that time forward to capitalize on that and make it more than an outlier. So I've always wanted you guys to be smart, smart consumers Because understand, almost all of this information is presented in a way to de-empower you. Whether you're watching most of the shows on Fox or all of the shows everywhere else, this is presented in a way for you, the grassroots patriot, the radicalized traditional American. For you to feel as if you can't gain access directly to the system with your values without watering them down through their hand-picked team GOP douchebag, okay? So, let me tell you what the New York Times Siena poll does not mean. It does not mean that if we had a national primary today, Donald Trump would beat Ron DeSantis by 25 points. It does not mean that. Because number one, We don't have a national primary ever. And number two, therefore, it will never be happening today, tomorrow, or any other future day. National primary polling, almost particularly this far out, almost never predicts the eventual winner. What it really measures is name ID and then environment. So go back and look at 2016. That's the last time there was a contested primary in the Republican Party for the presidency. In July of 2014, which would have been the equivalent of July 2022 in this cycle, Donald Trump, who would go on to be president, wasn't even being polled. Donald Trump would not be polled by any major polling firm. In a GOP primary until the spring of 2015. He wasn't even being polled. The leaders at this point were Rand Paul narrowly over Scott Walker and Jeb Bush. And just behind them and ahead of people like Rick Santorum, who was the runner up the last time. You know, there's this notion that if you're the runner up in the Republican Party the last time, you're the nominee the next time. And there is some history there. Reagan was the runner-up in 76 to 4, the nominee in 80. Bush Sr. was the runner-up to Reagan in 80, the nominee in 88. Right? Uh, Bob Dole was the runner-up to Bush Sr. in 88, was the nominee in um, 96. McCain uh, was the runner-up to Bob Dole in 96 and was the nominee in 2000. Romney was actually not... The Or 2008, I should say. Romney was actually not the runner-up to uh, uh, McCain in 08. Huckabee actually was. But he was close enough that the same tradition kind of still held, you know. But 2016 signified a sea change. That the Republican base had been further radicalized because coming in just behind that first tier was a freshman senator who had barely been on the job for a year named Ted Cruz, and he had 8%. And two of the top five names were, were both actually freshman senators. Rand Paul was further into his term than Ted Cruz was. And what had they done? What, 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 what had they done to get on the map? Because name ID is the first hurdle. What had they done to get on the map to be in both, one, one of them number one and the other in the top five of the real clear politics polling average at this point in time, July of 2014? Well, recall, they had both done the filibusters to essentially threaten government shutdowns against Democrat policies. Rand Paul did it over, I believe it was droning, if I recall. And then Ted Cruz did it over Obamacare. And so they both had these huge national audiences to be seen as the new faces of the right. And the people that are, remember, that's where Ted Cruz, Harry Reid came in as Senate Majority Leader in the middle of the night, tried to convince Ted Cruz to shut his filibuster down. And he said, I will not yield until you yield to the American people. You remember all this Mm -hmm. stuff? So these two guys had kind of captured your imaginations. And the fact that two still in their freshman term U.S. senators, first of all, we don't traditionally elect senators president anyway, And here's two freshman senators, and they had captured your imagination to register in this polling within the same ether as Jeb Bush and Scott Walker with a lot higher name ID and a lot more funding, particularly in Jeb's case. That was indicative of an environment where you were clearly looking for something unconventional. And you had already right away sent a signal to Rick Santorum you should have never ran the tradition of the next guy who finished second, like you did to Romney in 2012, we're, not, we're done with tradition here. We want something new. We're just all the old conventional wisdoms, all the old precedents, all the old traditions, we're throwing them out the window. Now, he didn't take that hint and ran and, you know, got ran out, but he should have taken it at this time in 2014. Like, frankly, I will say, my former boss, Ted Cruz, should take the hint right now because he's getting a very similar hint that Rick Santorum got at this point in 2016. The reason those two guys are so far, it's not just that they're one in two, but the reason they're so far ahead of the field is because the audience is telling you what the environment will be. And the environment now is we have moved beyond, we want something unconventional. We want something um, different. We want something more radicalized to, we want scalps. We want people who have taken scalps on the wall. Um, we're, we're beyond angry. Like you like to say, Todd, we're beyond, we're post-argument. You're beyond angry now, actually. I want to survive as a civilization. That's actually a tremendous number for Ron DeSantis. The highest we ever got in national primary polling on the Cruz campaign was 33%. And that was after winning 12 states and finishing second in 16 others. For Ron DeSantis to start at 25, start there. He has no national schedule, no national organization, no national presence. We keep inviting him to events in Iowa. He keeps turning us down. Almost every time you see or hear from him, it's in his home state. If he is starting there this early in the process then Donald Trump has a real challenge on his hands. And announcing early won't thwart it. Like, I can't imagine if you're getting, if you're psyched up for Ron DeSantis to run and Trump announces after Labor Day that you're going to change your mind about that. Now, that doesn't mean there's nothing Trump could do. I I would still say there's about a 70% chance Trump will beat him. But a month or so ago, I just said there's like an 80 or 85% chance. The mo is with the guy down south. Now, it may not be enough to overcome the lead that the... The uh, the king begins with, but this is a legit challenge here. And the only numbers that really matter are what happens in New Hampshire, and Iowa. And if any of the rest of the candidates on that list want to break into that tier, they have to show they're willing and capable, and already have achieved taking more scalps than the people that are at the top of that list. If they cannot show that, they won't even they won't even be they. Won't, they that's the ante to get onto the poker table. Annie, up what's the Annie? here are my scalps like the revenant i show up you know at the at, at, at the uh at the market with a, a satchel bag here's the here's the traps i set in the scalps i got out in the out in the out in the field the forest so it is on looking at those numbers it is absolutely on more in a moment So I mentioned last night I spoke because, uh, you know, we do still live in Iowa to a packed barn, (laughs) Uh, packed air-conditioned barn of Patriots last night. Afterwards, one of them comes up to me and uh, is waving a a, a little green rectangular packet in their hands. You know what it was? Bilt Bar. And it was the very mint brownie flavor. Is this heaven? No. It's Bilt Bar. It's heaven in Iowa and Bilt Bar all together, yes. Uh, And it's uh, the very OG flavor in the original mixed variety box, mint brownie that hooked me from the beginning, right? I just got an email. They have launched a new limited time flavor today, Orange Dreamsicle for summertime. They've launched an Orange Dreamsicle flavor from Bilt Bar. Uh, Guys, I got a sneak peek at the upcoming Cookie Dough Puffs, when those go when those go uh, large, make sure you doom prep and stock up on those. They're in absolutely credible. It is the best, greatest tasting protein bar of all time, and I know some of you think, well, let's be honest, that's a low bar. These things, though, are legitimately great. If I did a taste test and said, "Hey, try this or a candy bar, I don't know that you'd tell the difference. They're that good. Loaded with protein, all covered in real chocolate. So many great flavors to choose from, but they're not loaded with calories, carbs, uh, or those sugar grams you're trying to stay away from. And right now, you can get 15% off your order when you use my last name, DACE, as your promo code. When you go to built.com for built bar, that's B U I L T for built.com, use the promo code DACE. Dropping today, as we like to say in the industry, is this book. By Kurt Schlichter. It is called We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. And that cover absolutely is fitting of the individual we are about to speak with. Kurt, it is a pleasure to finally have you on the show. My name is Steve Dace, brother. How are you?
3: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate having to follow up chocolate. There you go. That's, you know, that's, that's always good. Like when I would stand up, you know, I remember one time Eddie Griffin decided to jump in and just do a set. So he gets up he kills for like twenty minutes. It's like presenting next Kurt,
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. all right, so before we get into your book, all right, I have a confession to make directly to you since this is your first time on the show, okay uh, share right, it with me all right, so um, you used to freak me out, all right really you did and but let me let me explain why, okay, okay. there there were two groups of people that of us two groups of us that fought Trump all the way to the convention with free the delegates. All right. Um, 85% of that group I learned later were actually people that were just liberals the entire time. Okay. And then 15% of that group were a group of us that were hardcore right wingers that thought this was all a carny act. This was, this was a, this was a charade. It was a con. It was the new Trump wine. And he was going yep. to co-opt all our talking points, and but then communicate him in the most inflammatory way possible. Alienate, therefore, the millennial generations so that will never, to the point, will never win them back. Not win the election anyway, but then if he did win, he wouldn't follow through with anything. And so the grief-to-profit ratio, we'd be the ones left with this mess for the next 25 years to clean up. Then hey, what you, happens... You, go ahead.
3: You have summed up my feelings during the primary exactly. Okay. That's exactly what I thought.
1: Then he gets elected, and he actually starts doing the stuff that when I was on the Cruz campaign trying to beat him, I thought was just all a lie. He's actually doing it, all right?
3: Me too. And And I was giving money to Cruz. I paid your salary.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, because they did pay me pretty well on that campaign. Uh, then, (laughs) Then, though, voices like yours were pointing out the level of radicalization on the other side. Yeah. And making the point that we're gonna to have to up our game along those lines, and we had a year-long debate on this show. Literally, I called it the whether to whether to go along with the Kurt Schlichtering of the American Right. I literally called it that, okay? And and it was you can go back and listen. You can go back and listen to those podcasts in 2017, okay? And I spent that entire year like, can we, you know, do we really want to go to DEFCON 1? Do we understand what will happen if we, we already have one side that has made politics a zero-sum game. If we do it too, we understand this is like, you know, Bull Run, Fort Sumter. We're not coming back from this, right? And then we get to this thing called the Mueller Report and the Kavanaugh hearing in 2018. And I I just could not believe someone with a 50-year service record to this country like Robert Mueller had would literally throw it all away for a canard slash ham-fisted coup attempt to give MSNBC nightly content. Turns out he did. I also, I, I, I could not believe Christine Blasey Ford would literally go to Congress and testify. She could not even establish any personal contact she ever had with Brett Kavanaugh. That happened. Followed by Julie Swetnick and everything else, and that that psychically broke me like live on the air. My 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 team here, Todd and Aaron, will tell you it psychically broke me, and I finally admitted these people have. They're the, I can't ignore this any longer. You're at my front door with a with a 12 gauge or you know a rainbow flag pointed at my head. And I, I, I just, I, I can't ignore this any longer. I have to meet this threat where it is at. And so you being here today is sort of the culmination of my own uh, psychic breakdown slash evolution. I
3: I, I I, like to see that I'm the uh, bottom of the slippery slope. That's uh, uh, encouraging. Um, look, first of all, I, th- I think the debate you're talking about is important to have uh, because I, you know, I, I'm an Army Colonel, retired Army Colonel. I don't pretend that I know everything. Uh, I, I, I think my ideas are pretty good, but if they can't stand up to people pointing out the obvious problems, and you pointed out some of them, are we changing the rules? Are we, and uh, well, you know, my argument back would be, well, the rules have already changed. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, th- these are important things to think about. I, I, it, it's not so much, you know, ahoy, you cruise ship conservatives, although I despise the cruise ship conservatives. And you're right, uh, a bunch of them were actually liberals. you know you look at them now uh, really angry that you know killing children has been made slightly right. more difficult by the right. Supreme Court. And it's like, when did you change if in fact you ever changed if you weren't lying to us from the beginning, which I, I could believe because they seem to be lying to us from the beginning about everything else. And um, you know if you if you want to know who brought uh, who gave us Trump, go find the bulwark. Because they gave us Trump, um, uh, the, the, the long decades of managed decline and lies, which I talk about in the book, uh, we'll be back fall and rise of America. I, I, I chart out the decline and I place the blame, uh, on our garbage ruling elite, which includes alleged conservatives who weren't really conservative at all. They didn't were conserving anything except their own position, uh, which was always mediocre. In uh, Washington, I mean, it's really kind of hilarious to see the Bill Crystals and the rest fighting so viciously for, you know, the scraps from the liberal table that they used to be able to reliably get. It's it's kind of pathetic. Uh, I would feel bad for them if I didn't despise them so much.
1: Along those lines, has George W. Bush released a statement yet on the overturning of Roe v. Wade? After all, it was his justice that wrote that uh, momentous opinion. I would think that our most pro-life president ever, um, the man that spawned, and I say this as an evangelical, the man that spawned an entire cottage industry of evangelical Zondervan books based on Bush and his faith, I mean, I I would think he'd be quite proud uh, of that as part of his ultimate legacy. So I'm a little mystified at his silence, Kurt.
3: Yeah, you would have been, you would've thought that if you hadn't been paying attention for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Eight years, this guy gets abused. We stand up to defend him. But he's too much of a gentleman to defend him. He's too much of a Christian to stand up for himself. And he's certainly not going to criticize Barack Obama, even as Barack Obama trashes the very people who had his back. And it's not until his fat, useless puffball of his brother was completely and humiliatingly rejected in favor of a playmate, dating playboy from New York City uh, with uh, a bizarre yellow, orange hair uh, that he finally found his voice. And when he found his voice, Steve, it was to trash us, Mm -hmm. the people who had his back. Don't tell me he's a gentleman. I don't want to hear about his Christianity, because if that's Christianity, count me out. He needs to shut the hell up and go back to painting pictures of the guys he got maimed through his own incompetence and perfidy
1: the subtle master of subtlety. In fact, Kurt Schlichter is our guest here on uh, blaze TV. The name of the book will be back. The fall and rise of America. Let's talk about the rise. Okay. Because uh, my uh, favorite part, what I am concerned about is this idea of, we will rise again in two and a half years when either Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump takes the oath of office two and a half years ago. I would have been laughed off of the planet for suggesting you should hoard toilet paper because a shortage was coming two and a half years ago. I would have said, Hey, um, go out right now and, um, stock up on masks. They're going to make you wear them for the next two years. I mean, the things they can do a lot of damage over there. We have learned the last 26 months in two and a half years. There has to be a plan, Kurt, other than why don't we just wait and trust that they won't steal another election. uh, And we'll wait two and a half years for one of these two guys to take the oath um, or we'll or we'll get salvation from Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. All right. There has to be some other plan beyond the previous generation of "vote your way out of this" as the silent majority that never worked. So, what is it? No,
3: no. I, I, look, I, I think you're. I think you're correct. Uh, a lot to unpack there, but let, let's talk about uh, the rise. The rise is not going to be some great guy. Trump was an avatar of a movement. He wasn't the movement. Trump didn't invent what we were talking about. He simply was the only guy who would. Talk about what we were talking about. None of the other 16 Republicans would, including the guy I gave money, Ted Cruz, until Trump made it safe to do it. But by then, Trump had control of those issues, and he had the trust of the American people. Um, Look, so there's no guy coming to save us. And, And we have to look at it in two ways. First of all, are there things that we can do, policies that we can put in place that will change things for the better? Obviously, there are. There, uh, you know Rudy Giuliani showed us how to fix crime he did in New York City if mean, you do it in New York after the 80s you didn't do it anywhere. Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan both fixed the economy about two or three years and had it booming at record levels. We know the tactical things to do okay um, we know that we, we know how to fix the military commander's intent you instead of watching instead of looking at wokeness, you look at combat readiness; it will change very rapidly. So we know the things to do, but what we need is a change of heart. I, I talk about in the book. Now I don't consider myself an evangelical, although I, you know, occasionally darken the door of a church. Um, <laughs> but uh, I talk a lot about the Great Awakening uh, and the various Great Awakenings throughout American history. Look, there's a spiritual deficit in our country. Uh, the the space that uh, you know God should fill and does in normal people is filled in far too many Americans with nonsense, like global warming cultism, CRT, wokeness, and they're finding it empty. There, there are a few who get power out of it, they like it. The rest are, say, are saying, this is what I signed on for. I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm a liberal wine woman, I like my Trader Joe Chardonnay, but I don't, you know, I don't think I need Madame Diva, the transsexual uh, reading to my kid in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. That just seems wrong. It's going to come up from the bottom. The change must bubble up. It can't be top down. No one wants to listen. Look, I think as a, a tactical leader, Mitch McConnell is unparalleled. He he keeps a he keeps a uh, a caucus of uh, Susan Collins all the way to Ted Cruz uh, in lockstep. That's a great tactical thing. But he's not a leader. He's a manager. The leadership comes from us. There's no person that's going to come and rescue us. Okay, we gotta do it ourselves. We did it in Virginia with Glenn Youngkin. We're doing it in Florida, where people are rising up and changing the law. They're changing the law in Georgia. It's a slow process and we're gonna lose fights. It's a campaign, we're gonna lose battles, but we gotta rally and keep going. Elections, they're important, they're very important. And I think we've got the next two elections uh, right in the kill zone if we want them, if we can stay steady and work hard but that's not where the change has to be. Change has to be in us. We have to revalidate the constitution and the constitutional framework. And, and, and our advantage is, it's got a proven track record of success. It's the greatest political document ever written. It's a miracle. I, I've, I've lived in Europe. I, I've lived in Asia. And there's no comparison. You know, if you're a guy like me and you walked around the ruins of a civil war in Kosovo or you walked around burning Los Angeles during the LA riots, you know how, you know that we sit on a precipice. Mm -hmm. Civilization can descend into chaos in a snap. What keeps it from doing that? Well, an armed citizenry, and it's important because you can't be a citizen unless you're armed. An armed citizenry, that respects the Constitution, respects the rule of law. We're moving away from that in many ways. We're moving back towards it in some ways. My book talks about all the ways that can go off the rails, national divorce, uh, political conflict, uh, just kind of dying out as we stop having babies, whatever. There's a lot of threats ahead of us, China, but I think we get through it because I think we're tough and we're smart and we've got a lot of advantages other countries don't.
1: There it is. Who says he's just a provocateur? He's also a life coach, folks. Uh, Kurt Schlichter, the name of the book will be back the Fall and Rise of America." Good to have you finally on the show, Kurt. We will definitely do it again, Brother All right, God bless.
0: Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.
1: You bet. Gentlemen, your thoughts on that conversation?
0: Well, I, I like just from the get-go, there's aI uh, don't, I don't care) about him i'm I, i'm not here to impress i'm not here to gloss i'm simply here uh i, I i'm here to chew bubblegum and kick bleep and i'm all out of bubblegum so you know that, that's where you out there have to get. Don't worry what other people think of you. This guy's on a mission. He's an ex-colonel, uh, 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 so maybe it comes a little easier to him, but you have to be on a mission and you can't worry about hurting the feelings of those who, by their mere acquiescence, are ultimately helping the enemy.
2: You remember that, uh, was it New Hampshire? Uh, and, and a, Maybe an example of what Todd is saying. You You really just have to have Zero F's. Last week, preparing for the montage, I made, I, I compared uh, Jabba the Hutt to that one state senator out from the East. I can't even remember her name, who was twerking, letting it all hang out on yes. camera. Uh, and I was like, Todd, does this go too far? And he, he just said, Can you sleep at night? And I was like, Oh, yeah, no, I can sleep at night. That, I mean, that's a kind of a, 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 a very, very minuscule example of this. Yep. But that's kind of the eye of the tiger attitude that you have to have. Not, um, you know, not really caring at the end of the day, so long as you're not violating your own principles in principle in the first place. Uh, that's that's where we have each of us have to be. And the reality is, the reality is that all of those concerns that you had about Kurt back uh, three, four, five years ago. They're still true. They're still true. The schlichterization, it's just, it is where we are right now. And that's the reality of the situation. Can't go back to yesteryear.
1: Got to ask yourself. We ask everybody else what time it is. Got to ask that of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we will do that with fake news or not. I'll put my head on the chopping block along those lines when we come back. Stay tuned. All right, we're back here with Hour Two, Live and On Demand on Blaze TV, Radio, and Podcast. Steve Day your and Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Don't forget that you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, Steve, at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe Parlor and Gab. You can follow me on Twitter, Getter, uh, TikTok, and Instagram at Steve Dace Show on those platforms. And look for me on Trump's Truth Social at Real Steve Dace there. You can also look for clips of the show that are free to watch and free also of any censorship. If you do that at rumble.com slash Steve day show, that's rumble.com slash Steve day show. And then finally, all of you that listen to the podcast, you are a big part of our show uh, and it's growth that continues on. I, in fact, just checked again this morning. We are still uh, at uh, the the highest pace of iTunes rankings we've ever received So thank you all very much. Please, if you've yet to do so, leave us a five-star review. If you've got a question you want considered for a future Ask Me Anything, our next one is coming up this coming Monday. If you have a question you want considered for that, put that in your five-star review and you'll go to the front of the line for consideration. All right, and so thank you for all the five-star reviews already. Thank you for subscribing, hitting follow. Uh, You guys are a big part of our show's growth and success and we really appreciate each and every one of you. Fake News or Not is brought to you by... My patriot supply, we were just talking to Kurt Schlichter that we can't afford to wait around and, and hope that Iran, DeSantis or Donald Trump takes the oath of office two and a half years from now, because two and a half years ago, no, no, almost none of us knew what an Anthony Fauci was. We certainly know what a Debbie Burks was. We didn't know almost anything about COVID-19 and the idea that we would have to hoard ta- toilet paper would have been considered insane. And yet here we are. Those things all happened. So the next time that could never happen here, happens here. Make sure you're ready with our friends at My Patriot Supply. If you go to preparewithdace.com, that's preparewithdace.com, you can get their emergency three-month food kit. uh, That is three months with three square meals a day, including snacks and drinks, the full 2,000-plus calories that you and everyone in your stead requires. Uh, you'll get that, and as, as well as the peace of mind to know that you have it, because it stays good for over 20 years with the right storage. You can get that right now for $150 off and free shipping when you get it via preparewithdace.com, D-E-A-C-E, that's preparewithdace.com. All right, so one of the ways... That as I am more openly embracing, as I have been more openly Kurt Schlichterized over the last few years in response to the radicalization on the other side. As Aaron, you pointed out, there is still the concern, though, that we we cannot stoop to their level. Particularly those of us that call ourselves Christians, we're not we don't have the permission to do that. We were bought at a high price. Our lives are not our own. They were redeemed back by the purchaser and we're we're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to be scorched earthers, we're not allowed to be burn the village to save it. Uh people, we're not allowed to be the mustard gas tossers. We don't do that. We don't we aren't permitted to do that. So, how do we establish a plumb line? Whereas we can, as Kurt was frankly ahead of me on understanding the times and knowing what time it is. How can we do that and meet the threat Where it actually is, not where we had hoped it was or projected it to be, without losing our soul in the process, without violating our conscience or our testimonies in the process. I think one of the key and clear ways to do this is self-assessment and reflection. To be constantly willing to put your own thoughts and motivations up for review, to have accountability. Wisdom in a multitude of counsel. To be willing to surround yourself with people who are going to say, uh, Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. And not just, you know, yes, men or women. Because that self assessment, that self awareness, that's dead on the other side. And the nihilistic, truthless America self awareness is dead. And to make sure. We don't become our own small c rival cult. We have to keep it alive over here in our ranks. So, along those lines, last week we did a fake news or not for the first time where we just looked at current and ongoing conservative media tropes. So, stuff that we say, have covered, our peers say, that gets said on this platform or others like it is it fake news or not? Let's assess ourselves, right? Let's individualize it this week. I want you guys to fake news or not me okay these are things that i think are true right now See, these are my tropes right these are how i see things and you guys can tell me if you think they're fake news or not you can if and if you have a clear you could ask me a, you can each ask me for each one if you need to one clarifying question if you want to know why i think this thing to maybe help you have a further uh, ability to deduce where i'm coming from fair yeah okay All right, so here's number one. Things that I think right now are true. I believe that Elon Musk still ends up buying Twitter, but for a lot cheaper than $44 billion. I think that is true. Fake news or not?
2: I'm going to say fake news for now. I do think that's a good take because of the reasons that you've given for that. The discovery process will force Twitter to, uh, if they actually go through with a lawsuit, uh, will force Twitter to, to reveal the bot data that apparently Musk has been trying to get, they can reprice from there as a result of that lawsuit. I think that's a really good take. I'm also just, for one reason, this is just my own personal, this is just my personal reason, I don't want to be disappointed, so I'm calling this fake news because because, um, it could just be what did we what did I talk about? billionaires get bored. They can ju- when you have FU money, you can just get bored with really, really momentous things, really big deals. It could just be that he got bored with the process of buying Twitter and is like, I'm I'm out. I'm out. See ya. So that's that's why I'm selling.
0: Okay? I, I don't think it's fake news. I my my read of the guy might be totally wrong, but I think I he's clearly, you know, not like emotionally radical, but I think there's an edge to this guy, and I think he's just like, no, you guys need to go down. I I get that impression.
1: So let me go back to what you said, Aaron, because I get, hey, I don't want to be disappointed. I totally understand that. Um, help me then. What's Twitter's endgame here? They're screwed because I don't see what Either it is. way,
2: they're screwed.
1: I, I don't. I don't because see what it is. I I mean, if if
2: if they don't go through with the. If they don't go through with the lawsuit against Musk trying to force the sale of Twitter at the original price... They could then, if if it turns out it's true that they did not actually turn over their bot data, they mm-hmm. could get sued by their investors. Right. So there, there's no scenario. I get that the reason that I saw that I uh, uh, call it fake news is very flimsy. That's just my own fragility speaking. That's all.
1: And and I wasn't pushing back to expose that. I'm oh, I gotcha. Ge-
2: I genuinely don't.
1: I, no. I'm analyzing this situation, have, have, I don't know what their win is. And
2: Musk, Musk from the get go has had them by the short hairs. They they just don't. They, I don't know. I don't know what their end game in, in concealing that, that uh, data actually is, other than
1: you know, yeah, out and out fraud. To me, they had to file suit uh, to try to compel him to maintain this, some form of stability of their own current stock price, so it doesn't completely tank. And then number two, Musk has had his own issues with the feds in the past. There's an ongoing DOJ investigation of him right now. Mm -hmm. Now now it was not coincidentally launched shortly after his purchase of Twitter met met its first threshold. And that's when the Biden DOJ launched it. I'm sure that's not a coincidence, but there is one. Okay. He has had SEC problems in the past. And so just as Twitter probably doesn't want a full um, discovery process of its algorithms and methodology, open in a court of law as a matter of public record, yeah. right? Could be. Does Elon, Elon Musk well? want the same yeah. thing of his securities and exchange record and his in portfolio and investments? Because yeah. I'm sure one of the things Twitter would claim is that this is a threshold. There, are, this is a pattern of behavior. OK, that he, he does this. All right. And so because if if if, if he, they have to make a case that it's not just their malfeasance that has caused him to do this, that that he is, as, as Trump recently called him, a BS artist. OK, <laughs> and so I don't know that either either side benefits completely from going to the mattresses in a discovery process. True. So that's one of the other reasons why I think that this is true is I do believe he wants to own this and has always wanted to own it. To put these people out of business. Um, I think that he just has realized I offered them the original offer I made to them was more than their stock was worth in order to give them a deal that they could not refuse to force them to choose the money or the agenda, which would force them to choose the money, which they did. Now, of course, I've gone through, you know, some of the uh, due diligence of a purchase and it's clearly worth nowhere near forty four billion dollars. So Twitter decides, decides we'll, we'll sell it to you for 20 or 25 Musk walks away? I don't believe no, that. No. Agreed. Okay. Number two. Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg will be the 2024 Democratic ticket. And in fact, they will be in office as president and vice president by the end of 2023.
2: I have to say that's not fake news because I was the one who predicted when nobody else did that Kamala, in, back in April of 2020, that Kamala Harris was going to be Joe Biden's running mate. So I, I have to say that's not fake news.
0: I think that's uh, fake news. I think parts of that uh, could be true, but I I do not think it is going to be. They, it, She may be, I and I, I predict as much, she may be the president here uh, soon, and Buttigieg may be nominated, but in terms of 2024, no. It'll be a different ticket. Who would that be? Well, it may very well be her because of the race a- aspect of things, uh, but I don't think it's going to. With a be new him. gay guy, and I, I mean, do, do, do you think the current Democratic
1: Party apparatus would 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 put put would would put up with kicking the first gay vice presidential candidate off the ticket for America to vote for, so that Gavin Newsom's hair gel could be there instead?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, I think that could yeah. definitely happen. You yeah. think the
1: Democratic oh, oh. base would tolerate that? I don't think
0: Buttigieg oh. okay. is that compelling. Of course I, he's not
1: compelling. He's that gay. Yeah, that That is well, compelling. Um, I... She's black with a vulva. That's her no, only qualifications. I, I
2: can totally see in 2024 when Harris Buttigieg is polling terribly, terribly mm-hmm. in comparison with DeSantis or Trump. They're headed towards a 2022 uh, style uh, landslide loss again. I can see the Democrat. I can see the Democrat uh, uh, elite saying, "Ah, oh, we got to salvage this thing. Let's get the slicked backed white guy, white straight white guy from California to run, and then they do a necromance of Gavin Newsom, similar to what they did with Joe Biden." I could totally see that happen, and I would be there for that.
1: Okay, you agree with but that? I, I, I still, I still have to say this is oh. not fake news.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think it's possible. All right. Okay.
1: I, I. I have been waiting. We're we're into the second half of the year now. We're almost to mid... We're uh, literally at mid-July. And I have been waiting for the recognition of political realities this election cycle from Democrats. How many of those have we received? None. None. I do
0: love... Uh, So I'm no
1: longer waiting for them.
0: I do love, though... I mean, this is back when we were arguing about 2016. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And for months, I told you that Buttigieg was a, a real player, and you're like, "No, it's impossible. It's impossible, impossible." And now we just flipped it. He's going to be vice president. I'm like, I don't think he's going to be vice. President. It's that's a sign that you it, that what you wanted. Accountability is happening. That in both of our minds, we're trying to, and it's tough. It's tough to nail it because this world is nuts.
1: I, I'm trying to analyze them without any analysis because I'm just trying to and which means i'm literally just observing their own behavior and going from there i'm not i'm not i don't believe that they believe they're beholden to any form of conventional wisdom or data point or anything that we have used in the past to analyze yeah. these circumstances I,
0: I thought he was compelling back then just like you do now because he was just gay and Mm -hmm. that's how bad they wanted it sprint forward now and you see if you're paying attention to twitter right now what they're calling josh hawley just because he says a woman has babies things have changed he's a little pedestrian for them right now and
1: so that's why they're gonna go with gavin newsom who likes having sex with women and is white i don't know we'll see number three you know that donald trump is not on jeffrey epstein's list because if he were It would have already been leaked by now. And the only names on it are the people that are still valuable to the regime slash agenda. What's left to say. Yep. Asked and answered. Yeah. Oh, okay. Number four. The entire Biden presidency has been compromised by Hunter Biden's dealings and accumulation of blackmail fodder.
2: You know, it's funny You funny, funny this comes up now after I just m- mentioned the necromancing of Joe Biden back in the primaries in 2020. Do you think China was behind that as well? Uh, see, I think... And, and, I, and, and I'm, this I'm is, saying this, this is not is, fake news.
1: This is, this is not effect, because we, we got into this yesterday when you were gone in depth, okay? <clears throat> Forgive me, my voice is still recovering from talking too much last night. This, this is not, as Todd, you like to say, rhetorical flourish. Yes, there are times this is an entertainment venue. I say things for effect where I might be over the top in order to communicate them in a more entertaining manner, okay? But while I still believe the substance, I'm not even doing that. Straight up. That's the, that's the biggest national security threat we have faced as a country and, and many a moon. Many a moon. His two primary countries of business dealings are China and Ukraine. He spent years, the he here, let me tell you the antecedent here for the pronoun, the he is Hunter Biden. He spent years cataloging his own blackmail material and preserving it, which included run-ins with prostitutes from probably very highbrow, very politically connected prostitution rings from places like Russia. I, you weren't here when I brought this up yesterday. I actually Googled yesterday morning. How would I get access? Because I know Google wouldn't show me the Hunter Biden film, but they would show me this. How do I get, how do I find a, you know, uh, an elite escort? How do I find one? What do they cost? How do you, because I'm just curious. I don't want to speak out of, you know, I don't know. Um, you have to give references. Then This is for like just the ones that work here domestically in America, let alone the ones that are like the ones he was dealing with that are from other countries. You have to give references, ID. I mean, they get get thousands of dollars a night for an encounter. They're not just... This isn't, you know... You know, I'm a runaway with, you know, a pack of Newport lights in Burbank on a corner, okay? And I can't get an actress job. No, I mean, this is... I'm paying for my nursing school. I mean, this is like a career. And so thousands of dollars, they travel the world. You have to show references, ID. They want to verify funds. So... I mean can you can you only imagine todd given that and his proclivity in this world how much of his of this data is out there and has been out there all this time for blackmail material
0: oh i can imagine it and more which is why i'm declaring fake news because it's actually worse than what you said aaron can you possibly put it up there because i want the entire biden presidency is because of Hunter Biden's dealings mm. and accumulation of blackmail fodder. Why was Joe Biden magically within 48 hours necromance, Steve? When, well, we at the time when thought Buti- it was we when thought it, yes, wasn't yeah, working that's out. What I'm, We, we that's thought at the time
1: I'm... it was to stop the Soviet Bernie Sanders from blowing the election. Well, <laughs> See, that's, that's what I,
2: that's what
0: I was
1: getting at. Yeah, But
0: that's a variable, in it. but they no one they didn't want that, but they were waiting for Buttigieg, Kamala, somebody to finally run with it. Nobody could do it, so they say Biden you're going to do it for us or else. They, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't discount that. I, I mean, no, or should you,
1: you. <laughs> Aaron made a phenomenal point yesterday while you weren't here. He makes a lot of phenomenal points. I don't want to sound like, he finally made one and you weren't here to see it, Todd. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> okay. more
2: accurate probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he made, a, he made a phenomenal point, which is, how are they wrong on everything? Yeah. Like, how are they wrong on, this on is, everything? This is why. I mean, you would think you would have gotten lucky. With, with all the advantages they have, all the institutions in their favor, they're wrong on everything. And, and I'd not even thought about that before. And, it, and I, I responded to Aaron yesterday. I'm like, you know, now that you say that, if, if, he, if, if Joe Biden were a Chinese agent or compromised by China, what would we, what would we be doing differently? Well, we wouldn't be in Ukraine. Do we, what are we doing there? we're We're wasting billions and billions of dollars destroying our own economy. The euro today is now lower than the dollar for the first time in twenty years. Half the natural gas pipelines to France and Germany have been shut off. I don't know does China have a vested in this is working out pretty well with china their their boy there in moscow is 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 about ready to declare victory here probably pretty soon and at the same time their enemies in the west have economically crippled themselves for no material gain whatsoever. I mean, if you were China this I, I mean I, I would imagine over in Beijing they're pretty tickled about how this mm-hmm. whole Ukrainian resistance thing is going right now. Mm-hmm. So if this if this weren't a Chinese op the entire time, if it were, I should say what would they have done any differently than what we've seen? Shut down domestic energy production, weaken yourself on the international stage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, attempt to uh, in, uh, impose, uh, you know, mental illnesses as political agendas that you're not allowed to do to wreck the Chinese culture. I mean, what would they have done any differently if it were?
0: You're right, Manchurian candidate. Okay, number five. They will never dare
1: call Steve Bannon to testify before the January 6th committee. Even though Trump has waived executive privilege now to permit it. They'll never dare do this.
0: I'm trying to see if there's any crazy voices in my head because never seems to be... Need to use far more tactically these days, but I think this is true news that's that's it takes away the the writers of this show are not going to be able to keep up that fast and pivot that fast on what way it, it happened they, they they just need to keep the writers in control on the spotlight on them
2: yep this is not fake news uh this would be this would be akin uh, kind of along the lines of what todd was just saying this would be akin to the first time what's his face from uh Uh, The Truman Show actually hears the voice of the director for the first (laughs) time.
1: Great analogy. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was thinking that this would be the steroid, uh, road rage, roid rage version of what Kavanaugh did when he got a live mic at his confirmation hearing with Christine Blasey Ford, and he just went off. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine giving Steve Bannon that kind of a microphone? And, I mean, he's coming with files, man. Okay? I mean, he's coming with, dude, I know who you were banging last night. I know what, I know, I know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there's no way they're going to let Steve, they're going to go open mic night with Steve Bannon. I, they, they lose complete control of the agenda with that.
0: Agreed. See, And this, my only caveat, and I, I'm sticking with it, but the nev- within the context of just this thing, called the January 6th committee in and of itself, Mm -hmm. that's my answer. The butt comes, and we talked about this before. The degree to which the whole thing, no matter what happens there, is just a distraction against whatever's going on over here, right. and then they don't really care what's happening in January six, as long as True. it distracts. But that's I don't know point. what that is.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Is you're basically uh, you're doing a calculus: is the juice worth the squeeze yeah. here? Do we need this? Is enough of a distraction that we will risk yeah. Steve Bannon coming with a Santa sack of goodies that he plans on unloading into a live mic, right? <laughs> right?
0: With nothing to lose. We'll see. Well, and they've done that before. His name's Donald Trump. Yes. In terms of him being anointed the candidate by the mainstream past. They've done this before.
1: Correct. The difference is Steve Bannon never has has no plans in the immediate future, if ever, to face an electorate where he has to pretend to be diplomatic to people that will...
0: You he, see what I'm saying? He's just that smirking girl in the gift with the fire behind him. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, I
1: don't yeah. care. We're so there, there's... so. What what, what do you tether him with? You know what I mean? He's a complete loose end. Yeah. All right. Number six. Two more. The presidential elections in Wisconsin, or election in Wisconsin, should be overturned after the state Supreme Court ruled the infamous drop boxes violated state election law.
0: Absolutely. And, And I can't, this is cosmically, cosmically important because it's about more than scoring political points it's about more than even this uh election it this needs to be acknowledged for 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 the sake of a republic quite frankly if you if you cannot acknowledge this level of mistake going, going forward at some point we will have to acknowledge that one of the fundamental uh duties of ensuring uh a republic if you can keep it is a a vote that is legit. And if we screwed up in the past s- so be it. It it was covid after all. It's not actually people a of bad, act- bad actors purposely manipulated that, mm-hmm. but it has to be acknowledged going forward or it's going to happen again multiple times guaranteed.
2: Yeah, this is not this is not fake news. Uh <laughs> If you ever want to know, if you ever want to know, so it's pretty cut and dried, this, this story. Wisconsin Supreme Court uh, ruled the, the, the drop boxes are unconstitutional. That's pre- pretty straightforward. If you ever want to know the stories that are the most consequential and the most damaging for the narrative, trademark, the ones they don't cover? The ones they don't cover. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen a peep out of this in right. the legacy media. I mean,
1: they can't even discredit it. Yeah, they yes. can't. Yeah, because
2: it's so straightforward. Yeah. Um. So this should a- absolutely happen. Uh, heck, go to the expense and trouble and cost and time, if you want to, of actually counting up all of the ballots over and over again. I assume there's some still some sort of paper trail. Figure that out. Lay it all out. Yes, that's what they should absolutely do
1: even though you obviously can't reverse an outcome halfway through a presidency right. or anything of that nature symbolically yep. everything you just said Todd it must be done one of the things i'm i am saying everywhere i go around the country to speak or to you as my audience right here at home is to aggressively but peaceably push back on this agenda as much as possible now while we have the liberty and freedom windows to do so so that our children and grandchildren don't have to do so unpeaceably later, right? The clock of how we get to the unpeaceable phase of this operation accelerates greatly. If it's just now out in the open, that elections can't be trusted at all, that there's, there's no point to even trying to, uh, to fight a culture war out in the ballot box as our founders intended, because you'll just banana Republic, this mofo. And so what's the point then? And I would like us to avoid that end game, okay? And so this, even if it is largely symbolic at this point, must be punitively acknowledged and punished, even if symbolically in public along those lines. And more
0: specifically, it must be done on behalf of all those January Sixers who are still rotting in holes with no due Preach. process, because they're there because they said this happened. Amen.
2: That's and, exactly right. And what you just laid out there... About what you know, believing that the that there's no point in fighting at the ballot box, hell listens to that
1: like phone sex. Oh yes, they want that. that's what they want. the The whole goal here is to unhinge one side completely off the lunatic fringe, while our side over here is is told it's hopeless. You're desperate. It doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's nothing left to do but pull out your 200 million guns. That's that's the end game. Hell doesn't care. they would they're pitting this is nihilism don't think binary while they're on there this is demonic so they want with them they don't have a side they want they want they're eager to welcome the people on the other side into hell for all eternal for eternal torment every bit as much as us this is just about a body count man Mm -hmm. this is just about carnage that's all that it is it's just amoral carnage final one number seven there's at least a 99% chance Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis will be the GOP nominee for president in 2024. And the only reason I didn't say 100 is because Trump will be past the age of American life expectancy without the healthiest lifestyle habits. Otherwise, I would have said 100%.
2: I I think it's not fake news. As of this moment, yeah, not fake news.
0: I will say it's fake news I'm gonna drop it down to 95 or something like that, just because a name who will be a female who will basically do almost anything to run on behalf of the establishment will be thrown in there. And listen, it defi- guys like Mitch McConnell survive. It. it We think we think he should have been dead many times a long time ago, Mm -hmm. politically speaking, but there he is. So I'm just going to drop it down to 95 percent and give that.
1: I don't think that's terrible. And I thought about that, too. I I, and that's actually in my one percent as well. The the Trump health issue uh, at his age and then also that factor. It's just, I think that that person could run a a, a respectable campaign. I go back and I was going back as I was looking at this polling to compare it to 2016. And I was looking at some stuff from my 2016 files I'd not looked at in several years. And I had forgotten how immediately after Rubio and everybody else dropped out from that wing, how immediately John Kasich's numbers just exploded along the lines of what you're Mm -hmm. talking about, right? But, But I also wonder how many of those people are still in the GOP and just haven't gone full dem by now right but that is a good point all right we'll come back pop culture tuesday is the mcu dead or on life support next i just realized this thing just flown by we're down to the last segment i still gotta get three live reads in so let me get one of those in right now. And let me start with one of my favorite topics, my underwear. Uh, because uh, I only get it from Tommy John. I tried it after they gave it to me for free to see if I'd be willing to talk about it on the air. That was, what, almost three years ago now. And I loved it so much that uh, it's the only underwear I've bought ever since. It's absolutely fantastic stuff. So I go through the whole spiel and all the talking points and everything else. Here's all I can tell you. It's the only pair, well, let me rephrase that. Because I have multiple pairs. It's the only brand. I was about to say it's the only pair of underwear I've worn in three years. I meant it's the only brand. It's the only brand. Let me make that very clear. I change underwear regularly. It's the only brand of underwear I have worn over the last three years. It's absolutely fantastic. And you can see why they have so many. You're going to see for yourself why they have so many five-star reviews, why they have... Fanatics, not just fans, and right now get twenty percent off your first order if you've never tried it before. Twenty percent off your first order, and yes, they've got uh, lines for the ladies too. Uh, when you go to TommyJohn.com/Steve, twenty percent off your first order when you go to TommyJohn.com/Steve. All right, spoiler alert: I'm absolutely going to do something we rarely have ever done on this show in the immediate aftermath of a film that most of you probably have yet not seen and not even you two have seen yet. We usually wait a week or two. I'm just going to flat out divulge spoilers. And I'm going to do this because I want to spoil this film so that you will never watch it. So you have been warned here as we begin Pop Culture Tuesday when we look at the intersection of pop culture and conservatism. I remember there were a couple of movies like this that, I suspected we're going to be terrible when they tried to reboot the Fantastic Four with Miles Teller a few years ago. And I'm like, come on, can it really be that bad? Wow. Was that movie bad? I mean, one of the worst things I've ever seen in a movie theater ever, regardless of genre that bad. And you had to just uh, the the Will Smith and uh, not Will Smith. Um, the uh, the other will from Saturday Night Live. Who am I thinking of? Farrell. Farrell. Thank you. The Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, uh, Sherlock Holmes movie a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. in, in the top five of worst movies I have ever seen in a theater. Like, everybody there in between takes doing, slinging crystal meth and crack rock with Hunter Biden and coming up with a bunch of stuff that's tragically unfunny. Just terrible. Or as Charles Barkley would say, terrible. It's absolutely terrible, right? This movie's up there. Thor 11 Thunder. It is absolute and total trash. It is complete trash. Before we even get to the really wokey stuff in the first 30 minutes, I just sat there like this the whole time and I'm like, is this? Is this happening? Am I being punked? And it was, this was all really happening. I looked over at my teenage son. Back when he used to be funny, when him and Dan Patrick did the Sports Center, remember the old Keith Oberman stick, and another fumble by the Jets, Rich Cotite stoic. Remember those they to do those things <laughs> where, they, where the Jets coach Rich Cotite just would stand there stoic, right, with no look on his face while they're melting down on the field. I kept looking over at my son. He refused to make eye contact with me, and he just sat there the entire time, like literally the full two hours. Every time I looked over. No, Andrew, stoic, just stoic. First words he gets, he says to me when we get out of the theater, family, family camp was more inspirational. He then asked me, Pops, how is it possible we went from Winter Soldier and Endgame to this? To which I don't have an answer. I, I, I don't. Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorite movies in the series. It's all the same people did this film. It is beyond terrible. It's, it's, it's horribly written. There's nothing funny. The plot is convoluted. Uh, I, I just... And then, I wish I could blame it all on the woke stuff. I would love to do that. It's terrible before we even get to that. Now, granted, that doesn't make it better. Okay? Russell Crowe plays a pudgy Zeus for why, I don't know. And he talks like this to you. Um... You know, uh, like Jaime Jimenez or Jill Biden, pretending she's Latin Latinx. I, 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 why? What was the point of that? Okay. And he just spouts off over and over again with Thor. You will not get to go to the orgy. You will not get to go to the orgies. Okay.
0: Well, what? What is Russell this? Russell Crowe? Yes. That Yes. Russell Crowe from gladiator yes. russell crowe and i will have my L- vengeance L. In, in this life or the next yeah he's he, yeah. Is now just talking he's, about he, orgies he, he, in a squeaky voice In Jaime
1: jimenez you know um voice yes yeah
0: okay i think we're done here yes
1: then there is it, it, now Korg, who lamented the death of his mom and thor ragnarok remember that okay how his mom passed away well it turns out now though he's been retconned he comes from a planet of all males and they had to figure out how in the world were, were males going to repopulate their planet. And so there's gay rock sex. We're like salmon. They swim upstream into a volcano. And the rock dudes hold hands. And when they really love each other, that's how they conceive their offspring. This is more like the Darren Aronofsky Noah movie. <laughs> that Russell Crowe was also in with rock creatures. If this movie is not, if it were an intentional troll, what would they have done any differently? Nothing. Nothing. The most poignant and prophetic line, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in this. Now, they made a big thing at the end of Endgame. He's going off to the galaxy with them, right? They're in it for five minutes. And he kicks them to the curb. And there is a line that Chris Pratt says as he leaves as, as Thor and him are shaking hands and saying goodbye, and Thor is going on and on and on with just stuff that is dumb. And at one point, Chris Pratt's Star-Lord says to him, in a line of dialogue that isn't dialogue, it is prophecy. And he looks at him and he says, you're just going to really prolong this, aren't you? Prophetic. I could not believe how awful the movie is. At one point, the villain calls um, the hero by her actual name in the comics, Lady Thor. That was her actual name. There is a storyline in the comics where Jane Austen gets... I just said Jane Austen, I'm sorry. Um, Foster. Jane Foster gets sick. Thor's hammer does have restorative powers. And she can hold off the sickness for as long as she as she wields the hammer and carries this persona of, of Lady Thor. That's a real storyline in the comics. Okay when she's finally called this by the villain in the film pre- played by um, uh, by ba- by Batman when she's finally called this she screams out I'm not Lady
0: Thor I'm the Mighty Thor
1: and I wish I could tell you that's, that's an hour and 50 minutes into the film I wish I could tell you that that woke stuff just finally broke me I was broken I was so broken by the time we got to this, I I couldn't even get offended at it. I could not get mad at it because the movie was that bad until we got there. I couldn't believe how bad it was all the way through. It is easily the worst film in the MCU. Easily. 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 And I think we have to ask ourselves after what's gone on here throughout Phase 4, where there's been a, a, a great movie and half a good one. A great movie with the last Spider-Man film and half a good one with a Doctor Strange film. And then the, the the Black Widow movie, meh. The Eternals movie, <laughs> and then this is just now total trash. There's no plan. This isn't going anywhere. The plan is um, just check intersectionality boxes and cash checks. That's the plan which goes against their brand because the brand is the interconnected universe. They pulled that off. This is at least when universal ran out of ideas with the first interconnected universe with its monster universe, a hundred years ago, at least they brought Abbott and Costello in and had a few laughs. This is like, and Oh, what was the joke in the eighties when you always knew when a sitcom was on its last legs. Do you remember that when they brought in, they did this on family ties. Do you remember uh, in like the the shark. When they brought in the kid, oh, when, oh, when, sure, when the sure, sudden sure, sure, kid sure. happened, okay, that was when it was the 80s sitcom when yes. it was on his legs, last legs. Here's that's how this movie ends. Thor ends up with an adopted daughter. That's exactly how this ends. I, I mean, I just could not believe how bad it is. I'm going to let you guys respond after I remind the audience about our friends. Over at Rough Greens. All right. Treat your pet a lot better than the MCU is treating us right now. All right. Chances are, whatever food you bought from your pet at the store was stripped of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that your pet needs because they do that to pretty much all the food at the store, including the food we eat. That's why we take so many supplements these days. And now there's one for your pet. You mix it in with the food that your pet already loves. And if your pet's like mine, they'll love it even more. And it's called Rough Greens. And with that one simple act, those, those vitamins, minerals, and nutrients are back. But you might be wondering how will I know if my pet will like it? Or what if, you know, it doesn't help at all? How about we give you the first 14 day jumpstart bag for free so you don't see, to see if you don't see a difference in your pet? In two weeks or less. We ask you to pay for the shipping, though, because we want you to be invested in this because we want you to use the product. We think it'll be helpful for your pet. Give it a shot today at roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com. Or call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Reaction. I think the good
2: news is that, because it's really hard to come by right now, I think the good news of the MCU being dead is that it'll make the likelihood that we'll be able to have an official... Blu-ray box sets of the original Infinity Saga available for you know an affordable tr- price. I think the odds of that are going up as we speak. So that's always look at the there's always the a silver lining. Side. Yeah,
1: you know we suspected this. I remember the conversation we all had after Endgame. If it goes down the road, we f- all fear it will. We'll always have this almost yeah. pop culture perfection.
2: Yeah, right. And I don't care. I I really don't. I was hoping for the best, but you know I don't care because. Always have, and you're never going to get tired of those films unless right. you just watch them over and over
0: right? and over again. Well, uh, I will remind you of a couple things I've said in the past. First, specifically, as it applies to Thor, they finally lost, let go of the rope that I was concerned about all along with Thor. I, I think the first Thor movie is the best movie. The second one ended up taking it too seriously. It just got lost in all the aliens uh, stuff. And it was untethered to the the real world here. Third, I I thought the concern, and I know you really liked it, and other people liked Ragnarok too. But they they made Thor too flaky. And then, then they brought it all together. A guy who's been uh, alive a very long time in Endgame see, had his this what he views as this epic failure. He was supposed to stop this. He didn't. The psychological turmoil he was in, and the cost of living that long, and the people he's lost. I thought that was fantastic. They nailed it, but th- now it's just full on campy. Apparently, is what you're saying, and that, that's that was always the risk to me. He became too much of a punchline, and now when it's just an entire movie about that, well, here you go. Secondly, um, and more uh, broadly, I think the uh, universe here. I told you last week when we were talking about this, and your son is onto something. The same guys who did this did. It could never, ever measure up to what they did. So you're left with a couple possibilities. You're left with telling, I think, really compelling stories like WandaVision, but she's the same thing. She's drifting into madness, mm-hmm. the cost of all of it. I, those are really compelling, but if it's just depressing tales of that, you can only tell those so many of those. The alternative is, like, we all live happily ever after. Well, that's not a movie. Mm-hmm. So then you tell something that... Y- there's no way you can set it up, well, here's another movie with just as much of a cost, every bit as much as at stake. The only way they did that is with something totally novel like Spider-Man. When they brought in, look at the generations of yeah. movies, they, they had to go totally off the rails to yep. do something equally as compelling. It was an impossible task. I'm actually being generous in telling them, even if it wasn't this bad... It wasn't going to be great, Steve. They couldn't do anything great after this. It was impossible. so i there's
1: there's something coming up that I think will tell us quite a bit here in the next few days. I'll talk about that here in a minute before we close out by reminding you again before you get involved in the real estate market during these unprecedented times. Big. Jill actually remembered to do that yesterday, by the way. Wow. She did, yeah. All right, make sure you find a real estate agent that you can trust. And where would you find them, you might ask. Well, the name kind of says it all. Head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. They do their homework there. Uh, They talk to every agent. They vet them all before inviting them to join the network. And here's the thing. They only work with full-time professionals with a vetted validated track record of success, all right? So these are agents with long track records. They're the best sellers in their field. Just about anywhere you want to move to or get away from, we can probably help you find one of these at realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, head to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. So this movie had a massive opening over the weekend, 130 million, a massive opening. But both the audience review systems and also the professional review systems have not actually given it great marks. So I will be fascinated to see what is the drop-off in the week two gate when word of mouth gets around, right? So this, I mean, there's still so much embedded success and branding within the MCU, and this is a character that has had tremendous success at the box office, that there was almost no way it could get light-eared in the terms of its opening, right? Especially because the way it was advertised with the, with the classic rock music and everything else, same, you know, uh-huh. it, has, it had that Ragnarok kind of a vibe to it to some degree. But now that people have seen it and word of mouth is out there, I think this second week will tell us a lot about the future of the MCU. If audiences are like, we're not going back to that again, or we told everybody we know, don't go see it, it's awful then we could be looking at the worst second week drop-off in the history of the MCU, and that, that could maybe get their attention. But if they're not punished for this at the box office, then it's like what you said earlier about the drop-boxes in Wisconsin. Whatever you incentivize by not punishing, you will always get more of. And I fear that, that ironically, they need spanked here. They, they, need, a, they need a public spanking to to get them to course correct because if indeed there's enough of an audience now that they can slap the marvel label on it no matter how much of a turd wrapped in earwax this movie actually is yeah I mean list maybe keep churning this garbage out and it's dead at that point thoughts
2: somebody somebody in um in our twitter mentions just basically compared it to the republican party oh boy
0: Well, and you have to remember who works there. They pulled off what they did as long as they did, but it's like the teachers running public schools. Those people don't like our values. They, you know, they want to go their own way. Yeah. At
1: least they're sending the signal that there's a group of them there that think that way for sure. We're back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is
0: Steve Dace.
1: On the Blaze Radio Network.